What's going on, everybody? Isaac here. Hey, you know that, well, maybe you don't know. I don't know. Maybe you know. Well, the civil PE exam is headed towards being computer-based, or as the NCES calls it, computer-based testing, or CBT. Now, now, this might be a surprise to you. Maybe it's not. But that's coming around the corner. It's coming out in 2023. So we are three short years. This is 2020. We are three short years from hitting that mark. So um, I know many are preparing for a paper-based exam, but this might be fun to talk about. And it might motivate you to try to get the exam done and over with before it heads to computer-based testing. So what can we learn from previous tests? They've already re- released a slew of exams that are already computer-based. What can we learn from those as we head towards computer-based testings for the civil engineering PE exam? Stick with me and we'll talk all about computer-based testing in today's episode of the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. Hey guys, as we are moving forward, I just have to tell you about a free tool that we have built for you. It's an awesome free tool. If you go to ceacommunity.com, you can go and join our Facebook group of like-minded civil engineers, uh, whether that's taking the FE exam, the PE exam, career advice, what books to take, you need to commiserate or celebrate. It is all there to help you. We jump on to answer people's questions and uh, share some sweet civil engineering news and information as well. It's all there to help you. Go check it out, ceacommunity.com. It's a free tool for you, and we love it. The community loves it, and we would love for you to join it. So go check it out, ceacommunity.com. That's right, y'all. We are going computer-based testing just right around the corner. I mean, if you were really to think about it, um, the final paper-based exam is October 27th of 2020, which means there's only six chances before the 2023 deadline. Now, hopefully you only need one chance before you have to take and you know pass the civil PE exam, but the deadline is coming. So I do think there is good motivation to try to get this done and over with as it is uh, paper and, and pencil-based because, um, well, we'll discuss about a lot of those changes. Um, the NCES has been slowly converting things to computer-based testing. Uh, they began the process of transitioning exams to CBT way back, way back in the year 2011. Um, they say it has a ton of benefits, and cur- you know, including security, for exam content, um, much more uniformity and testing conditions amongst examinees. And for most exams, it provides greater schedule flexibility for you as a student and test taker of taking this when you really want to. I still think the majority of people will probably take it in the spring or the fall just because that that makes sense. But it does give you much more flexibility as to when you want to take the exam. So uh, all of the exams, though, are offered at a Pearson View Testing Center. So you'll have to search for those on the NCES website and figure out where they are at before you can register. It's going to be very similar to the actual FE exam. Um, and uh, if you head to NCES website, you can read all about it. Uh, we'll leave a link in the description of the show so you can do that. 
So starting in the year 2014 uh, is actually when they actually released the FE exam to go computer-based testing. And from that year, they've actually done various exams. So the FE exam was 2014. Um, The FS exam is 2014. The PS exam was 2017. The PE chemical was released in 2018. PE nuclear was 2018. Petroleum PE was 2019. PE environmental was just 2019. And now in 2020, this year, they are going to be releasing the PE fire protection PE Industrial and Systems, and PE Mechanical, which is a a doozy, you know, similar to the civil FE exam. Uh, and I think this is where we can start gathering some good information as to how the civil uh, PE exam is going to be administered, what it's like, um, because it'll probably be very similar to the mechanical exam. So, uh you know, change is definitely coming around the corner. Let's talk about the benefits of com- com- computer-based testing uh, and some of the, the things that might not be so good about computer-based testing. Okay, you know, we already discussed it, but the absolute biggest benefit of computer-based testing is obviously the greater flexibility that you have. Uh, and this is just the top reason why Um, it's good for a student, I guess, uh, if you want to look at it that way. I do think this is overall just better for the testing agency and how they're administering the exams. But flexibility is definitely one of the things that appeal to people uh, with this type of format. Um, You can take the exam year-round, different locations. Basically, you set a date and you can go for it. And you typically do get your results. I've read in in some Reddits that um, people have seen them as soon as five days, but, you know, typically five to 10 days, you're getting a result back, which definitely beats the 10 weeks uh, of current paper-based exams. So that, that is nice. So you get your results sooner. Um, so, you know, if you bombed it, you could find out sooner. That's, you know, rip the bandaid off. Or if you passed, you're done and you move on with your life. But this flexibility is definitely uh, one of the advantages or maybe the advantage You can also take the exam similar to the FE up to three times in a 12-month period. Um, There's some restrictions with that. Like you can only take it, you know, one time within uh, one of the four or three-month windows, which is typically January to March, April to June, July to September, and October to December. So those are those windows and you can only take it one time in those windows. We, you know, I mean, we got to make sure we're mixing up the problems before you go in and, and take it again. Um, so, you know, if you failed, say, at the end of March, you could potentially just wait a little bit, like as little as two weeks. All of a sudden you're into April or something and you're taking it again. So that's kind of nice where with the paper-based exam, uh, you are waiting six months. And then if you decide you don't want to take it that next time, then you're actually out an entire year before you take it. And you can see time just slowly slips by you very quickly. I said slowly, but you know, it goes quickly. Um, so, you know, that's one of the advantages with a computer-based testing. There's that flexibility. So the paper-based, you know, that we should know this already is really only offered twice a year. April and October. Um, It's only at specific locations and it takes a while to get your results like we discussed. So, um, you know, that that's kind of a pain. Um, 
but you know, in truth is that that's, it, it can't be a nice thing because, because if we go computer-based and you have flexibility of when you want to take it, humans in nature, when they pick a time, they just keep putting it off. And if you know something, uh, and if you have in your mind that you can keep putting it off, then usually you will. And uh, with the FE, they charge a fee to do that. But And my advice there is to never switch uh, on the day you commit to. But, you know, life stuff gets in the way, and it's they've made it super easy to postpone the exam. So that's kind of a disadvantage. Um, what's nice about the current PE is that you have to commit to it, right? It's only twice a year. And so you prepare for that big day. And so um, there's just less chance of you mixing it up and canceling it. Um, so that's just the nature of it. So passing the PE exam definitely requires, you know, an advanced amount of knowledge. With the computer-based testing, it feels like you're just taking a whack at it as many times as you want to. Um, it makes it hard to really think that this, you know, we're, we're committing to mastering this knowledge when we're just taking a whack at it every two weeks or every month or in those three-month time periods that you can just keep going and going to take it. Now, I'm not saying that you, you know, you're a terrible engineer if you have to do that. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But it just, the commitment and the knowledge that you need to know to take and pass the civil PE exam is no joke. And it will set you apart from uh, other engineers, it's a definitely a must. And I think just with a, the way that it is now, where we only take it twice a year, um, just m makes it seem more serious, I guess, or more commit, you know, co more committed. You have to be more committed when you do it. You're studying harder. It just, it kind of feels like when we go CBT, you can just go at it as many times as you want and uh, not not necessarily put in the time commitment um, if you're going to repeat the exam. So it'd be interesting to see the figures on this. I haven't dived into any stats on repeat takers on any of the existing exams or anything like that. But it just seems to me that with the exam as it sits now with twice a year, um, we're taking a bigger commitment to actually take our time uh, to pass the exam versus if it went uh, goes computer-based when you can just take it as many times as you want in the periods that they offer. So, hey, before we keep going, I just want to take a quick break and let you know about some sweet resources that we have if you are preparing for the PE exam uh, or even the FE exam. Right now, we've partnered up with PPI, so uh, they're one of the industry leaders on providing exam material. And right now, we're offering a 25% discount on any book that you order there. Now, this applies to books that they specifically sell, and it doesn't apply to courses, but it does apply to their learning hub as well. So if you're in the hunt for more practice problems, you've got to use our link. Go to civilengineeringacademy.com slash PPI and head there. You'll get 25% off any book that you order there. Uh, that is applied right on checkout. You don't need any special codes for that. And this promotion runs until January 31st of this year, which is 2020. So definitely go take advantage of that if you haven't. Go to civilengineeringacademy.com slash PPI and go get signed up. Another awesome resource that we have for you uh, during this month of January is our 
free webinar that we have produced. We are doing three free webinars in January. You can go check out the dates that we have listed. Just head to civilpereviewcourse.com slash webinar and go sign up for a date and we'll be running some live webinars through the month of January. We're going to be talking about the top five tips to prepare, take, and pass the civil PE exam. It's going to be good stuff, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. So go check it out, civilpereviewcourse.com slash webinar. So uh, those are some tips for you guys if you are preparing for the PE exam. If you're preparing for the FE exam, go take advantage of PPI's discount, and uh, you'll be uh, well on your way to saving some dough because this stuff adds up real quickly, if you know what I mean. All right, let's keep going with our discussion about computer-based testing. I'm going to read through some of the things that the NCES website has produced for us as we're learning about this. But uh, what I really want to emphasize here are kind of the concerning things, some of the disadvantages of going computer-based testing. Um, So one of the most significant consequences of going computer-based testing for us as test takers is that you get no reference manuals anymore. So see you later, CIRM. The Civil Engineering Reference Manual cannot be brought with you anymore to the exam. You can't bring codes. You can't bring uh, other practice problems with you. The only reference that you get is a PDF of a reference handbook that the NCEES is going to provide. Now, I haven't seen this handbook but I know it's going to be large. And if there's any hint of what it might look like, the PE Mechanical Reference Handbook is over 500 pages. Now, with the Civil Engineering PE exam, there's five major disciplines that also have to be included with this. And so I just think that that's going to be an even bigger book. So get used to using that search function uh, in your uh, PDF searcher. and let that uh, let that hit you for a minute. There are no references that you can bring with you, only their reference manual. So this really kind of limits how we prepare for this exam. It really means that this becomes the Bible, I guess, in terms of studying and preparing for this exam, and um, it's going to be huge. I'm hoping I'm hoping that it's a really good manual because the civil engineering reference manual has been good for so many years and for so long. Uh, it's it's really been the go-to book for this thing. So, and I still think it will be a good book in your preparation for taking this exam. Um, it's also a good book to have just at work because a lot of the concepts that come up. But when you're actually preparing, you know, you got to get your nose into what they're going to give you as a resource because we have to know how to use it, search it, um, find where the equations are, everything like that. So um, this is the biggest change with going computer-based testing. And it's also, I think, the crappiest part of going computer-based testing. So that's a huge change, um, and that really sucks. So no personal references uh, as you go into the exam, which which bites. So uh, like I said, you got to get used to this PDF uh, that they give you, similar to what the FE exam, the mechanical now PE exam. Uh, you have to share this thing uh, on a screen that's 24 inches. So half the screen is going to be your reference manual. The other half is going to be the exam. And on the PDF side, you, you'll be able to search 
uh, that PDF or anything that you want by key terms. Uh, but you know, that's, you, you're not going to be able to physically look through the book to find something. You just have going to have to be very familiar with this handbook, this reference book that they give you with, you know, 500 plus pages that you're going to have to get used to looking through. So uh, that can be quite daunting. Uh, even if the material is excellent, it still might be hard to search for you. Um, and if maybe they they might not have everything on there. I can see a lot of theory questions might not be on there. Uh, obviously, they usually aren't currently, but sometimes you do get lucky and find it in your civil engineering reference manual. But you know what I mean? Uh, getting used to a whole nother book, a whole nother reference uh, might be a challenge. And when it's strictly on the computer and you can't actually look through it, that might be a challenge as well. You know, on the flip side, using that handy search function of a PDF does come in handy. Uh, but for me personally, I just like being able to look through something, you know what I mean, uh, to find what I want uh, If sometimes. So it uh, depends on if that search function gives me what I want. You know, if it's, if it's good, I like it. If it's not, I want to look through that thing. So um, there you go. So we got to deal with that new thing. Um, with the old format, you know, we're used to being able to bring in anything that we want to help us with our preparation, codes, reference manuals, practice problems, anything bound in a three ring binder, all of that absolutely goes away. And you're not going to be able to go in with, you know, my biggest worry with that is that you're not going to go in with confidence uh, that you you know, all this material that you've collected to study, uh, you're not going to go in with a lot of confidence because you can't bring that with you and you're definitely not going to have it all memorized. So, uh, you know, that can create some issues. But, I, you know, at the end of the day, I personally think that the exam is going to be very similar to the paper-based exam and with a really good, hopefully the, the reference manual is really good that you can use. It just it kind of boggles my mind if you're not going to be allowed to bring in codes. Are those additional things that they're going to give you as well? Uh, you know, I'll have to look into that because there are so many codes associated with the civil PE exam. Uh, that's something that I need to follow up on and figure out. So, you know, your confidence going into the exam might be a little bit lower than it used to be, but I think you can definitely you know, you're going to have to get through it. And that's just the nature of the beast. So clearly it's an advantage to prepare for this PE exam by using the materials that you've been able to gather or create yourself. Um, so that that's a challenge that I definitely see as we go to computer-based testing. All right, let's talk next about basically what the exam day experience is like um, now that we're going computer-based testing versus the way we have it now. I think that's a significant change. Um, usually with students that I deal with, uh, a lot of times what holds them back is just the general anxiety and nervousness that's generated just by this exam experience going through this exam. It's such a big and monumental day in your life. Uh, a lot of times people you know, you can get super nervous about going in there to take, take the exam, um, which can affect how you uh, solve problems, etc. So um, one of the changes that the CBT format uses is uh, what they're calling linear on the fly testing, meaning that every exam is different. So right now, when you go and take the exam, the paper-based one, 
everyone in the country takes the exact same exam and the discipline that you choose. So I know that if I took geotech, the other person in Texas or wherever you are is going to take the same uh, similar exam. So they might be different from one another, you know, between the April and October exam. But during those one times that you take them, they're they're the same. So if you go computer-based, now they're mixing everything up. So you get a lot of different areas, uh, a lot of different questions that they could throw at you because we are doing on-the-fly, linear on-the-fly testing, mixing it up with every single exam. I'm sure it's probably just a pool of questions, but you know, test, taster, test takers are going to get different exam questions, um, which can be might be frustrating because you might get questions that are super hard. And let's say yours just, you just got plugged with a bunch of, uh, I don't know, um, whether it's conceptual problems or, or theory problems. I don't know what, one of those, maybe you're good, better at theory and you, you got a bunch of conceptual ones. I don't know, but you could get a lot of problems at one time that you just aren't good with. And the person right next to you, is plugging away and getting everything that they just excel at. So nobody's getting the same exam. There's kind of this big, uh, you know, sense of chance that something uh, might go your way, you know, every time you take a test. It's kind of a mental game, though, thinking that, you know, right now, if you go take a paper-based exam, everyone in the country is getting the same exam. Um, so you, you kind of you know, you identify with other people where if you go and take it and it's always changing every time, it's really, really tough to to feel that way. You kind of feel like you're rolling the dice on what exam you're going to be getting and whether it's playing to your advantage or not. So, and with that, there's just a sense of difference of the actual testing center that you actually go and take the exam in. Like I said, uh, computer-based testing, you're going to take it at a Pearson View Testing Center. Um, they basically, you know, run you through the gamut of turning 360 and opening your pockets and, you know, running through, uh, making sure you're not bringing anything you're not supposed to bring in there. It, it's a, you know, it's different, but they want to make sure you're following the rules. Yeah, you have to bring an appropriate ID and provide a digital digital signature and get your picture taken. You even have to get a palm vein scan. So, I mean, you got to do a bunch of stuff to take the test when it goes to computer-based testing. So, uh, and then you put everything that you own basically into a locker and they check your ID and the palm vein scan. You're given a work pad and a pen and then you go to the testing room where you read the rules again and uh, then you go to your small testing room where your cubicle is and that's where you spend your next eight hours taking the exam. And uh, they obviously have cameras and proctors watching you and what you're doing. And that's how they monitor that. The computer-based exam, the clock is always on the computer. So you know how much time you have. And uh, to take breaks, you basically have to palm vein scan going out and coming back in. So if you ever do take a break, you got to kind of scan yourself in and out. So it's just... It's just kind of a real intensely watched area that you're going to be having to deal with um, and lots of security going on when you go to a Pearson's View Testing Center when you got to take these. Now, to contrast that, our paper-based exam right now is that you arrive with tons of other people, usually at a conference center. There are large tables set up in the entire auditorium. 
and you get to bring in all the reference that you have. There's no cell phones and computers, but uh, really you can bring in food, you can bring in drink, you can bring in stuff in a, you know, as long as it's in a clear plastic bag. And, uh, you don't, that's a lot, there's just a lot more freedom with the paper-based exam, even though it is restrictive, there is more freedom with that exam than there is going to a Pearson's testing view center where you, I mean, you bring a, a pack of chewing gum and you're going to get kicked out. So, uh, there's just a, a big difference in the overall environment of the exam, uh, which probably isn't a helpful thing. You know, this test, like I said, is already a stressful environment. And now you're going to be thrown into a situation like that. It might not make you the most comfortable. At least for me, it doesn't seem like it is. It just uh, it just seems like a lot of security things going on. And I I didn't mind going into the group, you know, the room with a bunch of people and, and going to do that. And everybody in the kind of the same boat. But uh, maybe you're opposite. Maybe you do like kind of this uh, world where it's just you and the cubicle and the exam and you just go at it. So, you know, that could be a plus or a minus depending on your personality. Um, but I do think it, um, you know, there's a lot more security applied here and that could amp up uh, some of your animosity or your anxiousness towards taking this exam. So I uh, just, just, one of the things to think about. So uh, definitely worth hitting on, though, as as uh, we're discussing this exam. Okay, let's talk about the time allotment that they give you on these computer-based tests. Um, just looking at what they've done in the past. So, you know, this is not official. This is just looking at what they're doing and applying to what I think they're going to do in the future. So uh, I think we're building a track record, though, of what the NCES is putting out there. And I think this is pretty much how it's going to be, but uh, I just got to put that out there. This isn't for sure, um, but it's definitely worth looking at because it gives us the blueprint of how we're going to be moving forward. So let's currently talk about the paper-based exam. That's an eight-hour exam. It's divided into two four-hour sessions, and you get a one-hour break in between. And in that break, you can go take lunch or whatever you want, but the proctors tell you when to start and stop the exam, when to take the break, when to come back, etc. So, and, and in those two four-hour blocks, each block is 40 questions to answer. So you have 80 questions total in the eight hours that you are given to take the exam. And there's always like a big clock at the at the front of the the testing place, the auditorium that you're taking the exam in. And you can just, you can see everybody. <laughs> it's just a big old, it's a zoo of people taking, taking the exam. So, and you know, and the proctor times the exam, they tell you when, how much time is, you know, you got 10 minutes, you got five minutes. So you can quickly guess when you're getting down to the time limit. And that's kind of how, that is given. So when you switch over to computer-based exam, um, what you're given here is you're given a total time of nine hours that's broken down into into this kind of category uh, or these time segments. So you have two minutes to read and sign a non-disclosure agreement. And if you don't sign that, then you got to leave. Uh, you have eight minutes for an on, not online tutorial on how to navigate the exam screen, kind of giving you a rundown of how to take this on the computer. That is eight minutes. And then you've got eight hours for the actual exam test taking. 
and then you've got 50 minutes for lunch break. And you can decide when to take that break. Uh, you can, um, you'll can you be able to take this break after four hours, where hopefully you've had a chance to answer like half of the questions. Um, if you don't take a break, you lose the 50 minutes. So, you know, it doesn't add to your time. If you spend more than 50 minutes on your break, the exam time clock restarts after the 50 minutes. And at the end of eight hours uh, to the second, the exam is over. So stick to your times and uh, push through the exam. So you got to be a little more vigilant with your time management, I feel like, on computer-based testing because you really have to decide when you want to take that break and make sure you allow yourself to get through all the questions. I would, you know, personally, I think you kind of have to keep track of where you're at. And I still think it's going to be 40 breadth questions and 40 depth questions. So somewhere in the middle there, you go ahead and give yourself a break because it's definitely worth taking the break. You got to give yourself a breather. Um, so, you know, you can add that to the pile of things you got to think about when you're taking this exam is when you're going to take that break and how you're going to make sure to squeeze in uh, 80 questions into the time limit that they give you. So just another thing to, to think about. And now on top of this, going computer-based also brings a uh, new type of questions. Uh, this is part of the big switchover and something you might not like. Uh, maybe you, maybe you will, but I don't. I don't think this is a benefit to anybody taking the PE. It's just another thing that you're going to have to deal with when you're taking a computer-based exam. So uh, there's new question types, like I said, that come with this. Um, we are traditionally used to the multiple-choice questions, you know, A, B, C, D. And if you're going to guess, you go ahead and guess B all the way through. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but. Um, yeah, they have these things called AITs, which are alternative item types. And so these new questions, there's four of them. The first one that they include is a multiple correct options. Now, if you've taken the FE exam already, uh, you're very familiar with all this stuff. But for those that are in between here and are looking to take the PE exam, I'm just going to cover this. So you got multiple correct options. This allows multiple choices to be correct and can have more than uh, the usual four possible answers. So you could have something like A through G and you have to select all that are correct. Okay, something like that. Uh, you have point and click. So you click on part of a graph or something to answer the question, uh, which is, you know, you go computer-based, you use that mouse, you go click on something. Uh, you have drag and drop. You can click on and drag items to match. So maybe you could sort or rank or label stuff. Uh, that's a, a, a new question type. And then you have lastly, fill in the blank. So these are spaces provided to type a response to the question. Now, if you were to ask me if this was a massive game changer, I don't think it is. I think all of these things were basically included in the regular multiple choice questions, A, B, C, D. But, you know, because you can ask those any which way and you still have to know how to how to answer it. So to me, it doesn't really matter if you have to select multiple options or you got to point and click or you drag and drop or fill in the blank. And to me, that just may, might add a little more stress to answering the question. But the truth is, it's the same thing as the multiple choice type of questions, um, because the multiple choice questions you could ask in a variety of ways and have to know how to answer those anyway. At the end of the day, you just have to know what the answer is, right? 
And so how you select that answer doesn't really, I don't know, it doesn't move the needle for me. But for a lot of people, this, you know, this is just another added stress thing you got to worry about. So this is a whole new type of problems you have to become familiar with. And, and, you know, most people that are providing practice exams, us included, uh, are just going to have multiple choice because you can't do computer-based testing for a paper exam that you're going to practice on. So, I mean, I guess you could figure out a way to do that and that's fine. But um, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think people are going to switch over for that. They probably could because you can ask different kinds of problems. But um, there you have it. Um, so as we know, current paper-based is all just um, multiple choice. And I also think with that, because you only have four options um, for an answer, your chances of guessing a right answer is a benefit to you. You had 25% to just guess it right. But now with these alternative types, you have all different kinds of things that might come your way. And with that, the chances of you guessing an answer right actually goes down, right? So if you had answers A through G, your percentages just just went down because, uh, well, it's not 25%. I'll tell you that. So, you know, that's, that's a big uh, blow uh, in the guessing department if you had to go that route. So I think, guys, that's going to cover it. Let me just make sure we've got everything covered there. Yeah. What's my thoughts about it? I think, I really think that if you can get the exam over with and do the computer-based testing and not do computer-based testing, but to do the paper and pencil exam, I think that is the way to go. I I think this is going to be, I think we'll see a huge uptick in test test takers to get this thing over with before it goes computer-based testing, as I think that's what's happened always in the past with all of these. So uh, in really all those disadvantages, I I just think they are disadvantages uh, as this switches to computer-based testing. I think it is a better deal for the NCES and how they administer the exam and how quickly they can change the exam and how quickly they can push results out. I think those are all good things, I guess, for them. Um, But for a test taker, not having your references is a huge blow. You know, changing the type of questions that you're going to be seeing is kind of a a nuisance for you. Um, Figuring out when to take your break is just another thing to worry about. and that kind of things and the allowable items and just the testing environment could uh, could add to your uh, anxiety levels is what I'm I guess you could say. So what do you think? What do you think about go computer based testing is you think it's going to be easier? You think it's going to be rougher? I'd love to know your thoughts about it. Uh, if you recently took a computer based test, whether it was the FE or, or something else, I'd love to hear about it as well. Uh, let me know. You shoot me an email, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. But uh, that's definitely uh, where things are headed these days. So anyway, guys, I appreciate you being with me. This has been a fun episode. If you are preparing for the PE exam, definitely go check out our free webinars we are running. Uh, Civil Engineering Academy uh, is running these all through January. Uh, I'm going to be on there live answering questions, and we're going to talk about the top uh, five tips to uh, p- pass the civil PE exam, and uh, go register for that civil f uh, sorry civil PE review slash webinar civil PE review slash webinar. Go choose the date that works for you, and let's get you passed on this exam before it goes computer based because I think it is a better deal for you 
uh, to take it paper-based. So anyway, guys, thanks for being here and we'll see you on the next one. Hey, thanks for joining us on another sweet episode of the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. If you need any help with your FE, your PE, career advice, or anything to do with civil engineering, go check us out at civilengineeringacademy.com. And hey, if you have ideas for the show or you want to join me on this show, uh, stuff that would be interesting, shoot me an email, Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. I'd love to hear from you. All right, we'll see you later on the next one. Bye.